0: The Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies.
1: Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU,
0: Southern Utah's news talk
1: leader. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Andy. It's nine oh eight on this uh, really pretty, a little bit cold, but really pretty. Friday morning on the twenty seventh day of January. Thanks for being here. I'm doing a lot of reading uh, this morning. Uh, it seemed like every every free second I had when I wasn't on the air, I was reading something. Because I I don't know about you guys, but uh, this whole Russian Ukraine, you know, Vladimir Putin thing is starting to get a little bit scary. Now, I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want people to, you know, go hide in their bomb shelters. Do they have those anymore? But uh, as the as the war gets bigger and longer, Vladimir Putin, who, by all accounts, and, uh, you know, the people I know that have met him, people like uh, Chris Stewart, say he's a madman. He's, he's, he's not sane. Uh, but as we continue to help Ukraine— and it was announced that we are going to send a bunch of tanks to Ukraine, as is Germany, Abrams and Panzer tanks. Uh, that the the better Ukraine does, the more um, desperate Vladimir Putin will get to the point where we're talking about a guy who's not he hasn't got all his uh, well. Let's say the lights are on, but. Not ever, not too many people are home. Uh, His uh, cheese done slipped off his crackers, I heard someone say once. Uh, He's a guy that has somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,500 nuclear weapons pointed at the U.S. That's not all their nuclear weapons, but those are the ones that are pointed at us. Uh, And I, I just, you know, Mitt Romney came out with a big old... Uh, video yesterday, statement saying how much, uh, you know, helping Ukraine, sending $100 billion to Ukraine, along with tanks and other uh, munitions, uh, that it's going to be good for the U.S. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I I don't know. I I have really, really mixed feelings about this this whole deal. I don't want Russia to think they can invade whoever and whenever and that they can get, get away with it. But at the same time, if we back Putin into a corner, who knows what that madman is going to be capable of? Ukraine is not a member of NATO, but uh, listen to this. This is a German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock yesterday. Listen to what she says.
2: And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks but the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe and listen, because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank-
1: we are fighting a war against Russia. She didn't say Ukraine is fighting a war against Russia. She said we as in NATO as in you know Germany and the United States and England and we are fighting a war against Russia. Gosh, that's scary, isn't it? You want the draft to be? You want our, our young people to be drafted and to go fight overseas again, or worse, nuclear Armageddon? Now, I was reading a piece. I don't know if I even want to promote this this one that much, but uh, one writer, guy's named is Paul Craig Roberts. You can search, I guess, if you really want to read this article. He says, we should actually be helping Russia and get this war over with as soon as we can and let Russia win the war because if Russia starts losing or loses the war, Putin might do something rash and crazy. Uh, Listen to what he he condoned. He said, look... uh, the destruction of all power, water and infrastructure, manager, air drops of troops, heavy armor, pouring of hundreds of thousands of troops across the Belarus border to seal Ukraine off from the West. This needs to happen. And the complete and total annihilation of the Zelensky Nazi government and Ukrainian military. This can be done in blitz blitzkrieg fashion before the West can react. And then he concludes his article by saying horrible, you say? Yes, indeed, that is horrible. But isn't it better than nuclear Armageddon, which is kind of where a slow war might be leading us. Do you remember, I don't know how old you are out there listening, I'm 56. Uh, you know, and and I'm, I was a pretty mellow kid. I really was. You, you ask my mom, dad, you ask my, my parents. I was like a mellow kid. I, nothing bothered me. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but... There was, in the back of my mind, always as a young man, uh, the threat that, uh, you know, the Soviet Union back then could decide to start a nuclear war. And if they send missiles, we send missiles back. And there is no winner in, uh, what did they call it, mutual, MAD, mutual assured destruction. That was always there in the back of our minds from what, the 60s on? I grew up mainly in the 70s. It was always there. We, we did drills. We studied in, in you know, civics and, and government and, and history classes. The fact that uh, the Soviet Union had the ability to, well, annihilate us. We had the ability to annihilate them, and nobody wins when you have a nuclear war. And it was, it was always there. And I, like I said, I was a pretty mellow kid, but it was in the back of my mind somewhere. imagine a lot of kids who weren't maybe as, as, as mellow kids as I was were probably it probably bothered them a lot more. I mean, it, it didn't keep us from living our lives, but it kept us from uh, peace of mind, it kept us from peace of mind. Just got a text in. Let's see, the war in Ukraine is a farce. Russia is defending itself from the UN encroaching on their borders in Ukraine. The United States needs to get out of Ukraine and quit sending money and supplies. Thank you, Romney, but no. That that story from that story, or, or rather that video that was put out by Mitt Romney uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, just. It was basically, he put out a video justifying why he thinks we should be supporting the uh, the war in Russia. He just was like, yeah, this is a good thing. This is why we have to do it. And, you know, th- there's there's certainly parts of me that go, you know, I understand the humani- humanitarian side and the, and the desire for freedom, but I just, like I said, I have this gnawing feeling inside of me that if, and we're helping Ukraine, right? We're helping them extend the war, defend themselves, defend their border, uh, fight and kill Russians. And by doing that, we might just be pushing crazy Vladimir to uh, do something rash. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope that's not going to happen. But it it is in, once again, in the in the back of my mind. If you have thoughts and want to call, by the way, 673-5890 is the phone number for the program. If you would like to text me, don't want to talk on the air, but do you want to have your voice heard, you can text me at 435-467-5842. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of laws that are cleared the House and headed to the Utah Senate. And uh, I think they're pretty good ones. In fact, I'm kind of shocked that They actually even have to have a law about this, but they do. We'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, let's go to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling on to the program. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about what's going on with Ukraine is all this money we're sending them now. So let's say it ends well and the the war ends and Russia doesn't start nuclear Armageddon. Mm Mm-hmm. we're we're going to be footing the bill for the rebuilding of Ukraine. And Mm. I don't think anybody's talking about that, but we're heading that way just like Iraq and everywhere else. You know, we're going to be the ones that are in charge of rebuilding it. So the debt ceiling and all the money we're spending, well, we're just going to be in another hole with Ukraine. So I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but that's all I had to say. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. and, and, That's U S being the good guy around the globe. And, and, you know, that's why our not why, but that's one of the reasons why our debt keeps growing. And, and, uh, it's, it's because, you know, we're, we're the good guys. We're the rescue team. And so, okay. So let's suppose he's right. Let's suppose that Ukraine pushes back hard enough that Russia finally says, ah, we changed our mind. Uh, we'll just declare a truce. No more war. We're not going to push any buttons or anything like that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like like he said, then, then what? Then then the rebuild of Ukraine. I mean, just yesterday, actually today, it was, you know, time difference. I mean, it, it was to, it was during the middle of the night for us, during the day for them. Uh, Russia sent, I want to say 50, let's see if I can give you the exact numbers, 57 missiles. Let's see. Da, 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 55 missiles. Ukraine was able to, with our technology, shoot down 47 of the 55 missiles. Nevertheless, eight missiles still landed in various uh, uh, regions in Ukraine, killing 11, 12 rather, killing 12 people and injuring another dozen or so more and uh, taking out some some of the, again, the infrastructure that uh, Ukraine, modern Ukraine, is built on um, this coming, I think, they, don't, they, they didn't say that. And, of course, Russia nobody's listening to Russia right now anyway, but they didn't say it's in response to the U.S. and Germany agreeing to send tanks, uh, 14 Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine for on our part, as well as 31 Abrams M1 tanks. Uh, but the, the truth of the matter is Russia is kind of basically saying, look, if you're going to send tanks, we're going to be more aggressive. More missiles are, are coming. Uh, I just, I don't see an exit strategy. I don't see a way this could turn out good. I don't, I don't see there's a, a good answer for this, and uh, I don't know. No, nobody, nobody wants war. Here's another text. I don't feel that anybody wants a war, but. What if we would have had second thoughts about stopping the Nazis? If we don't stop Russia now, when? If we don't stop them na- Russia now, when? If we don't stop them now, they will just get bigger and stronger and harder to stop down the road. We have a choice. We can either fight the war over there or they can bring it to us over here. That's our choice. The difference, I think, in in you know your reference to World War Two and now is there were not nuclear weapons back then. Uh, you know, it... it I have no doubt in my mind. If nuclear weapons were available, uh, that crazy madman Hitler would have pushed the buttons. He would have sent nukes. He, he, hey, I'm going to die. We're going to lose. Might as well. Backed into a corner. Might as well. I have no. I have no doubt in my mind. Another text. Let's see. The U.N. has far outlived its usefulness. It is becoming the tool to establish a new world order or one government that controls all countries. Russia is fighting against that happening. Hmm, that's a little bit of a pro-Russia text there, I guess. Um, all I know is this. Uh, I have sons who are in their 20s. They would be eligible to they, for the draft. They would go to war. If it becomes a war where we actually have boots on the ground... Uh, I'm too old to fight in it, but my sons aren't. And my grand, I have a grandson who is uh, approaching three years old. Who knows how long the war will last and uh, if he'll be a part of it. But beyond all that, beyond the selfishness of it all, I don't want the world to be dis- destroyed. This world has a lot of faults, a lot of problems. We've got pollution. We've got, you know, uh, the the fighting between the different uh, groups. But what what we Still have though is a beautiful world to live in. The sun still comes up. Uh, people that we love, and nuclear war threatens all of that. Hmm. Hopefully, we can. Uh, hopefully, we can avoid it. It is uh, nine twenty-two. Let's go back to the phone line. Say thanks for calling. What's up?
2: Well, good morning, Andy. Morning. A couple of things. First off, um, when we hear all of these figureheads and supposed leaders say. We will be at war. We will this. We will that. We hear a lot of we, don't we? Mm -hmm. Who shoulders the burden? 90 plus percent of it. That we would be, uh, that would be us, the
1: United States.
2: Yeah, seems like that is kind of an ongoing thing. We hear all the figureheads and the talking heads and the NATO people and the United Nations people say we, 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 we. But we end up here in the United States usually dealing with 90% of it. So now, here's a little food for thought, folks. Not only that, Think of who is running this. These are the same people that brought us the removal from Afghanistan. Hmm. That
1: didn't work out so well.
2: So just, you know, I mean, if you're talking about maybe we really need to go with this and we need to do it. Just think back to how uh, how Afghanistan ended. That's the same people running this that did that.
1: All right. Good point. Thank you for the call. All right. Appreciate it. It's nine twenty three on KDXU. Uh, we'll let you guys. We'll let that marinate a little while, and if you want to talk about it later in the show, we can uh, get to that. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about a couple of bills that are making their way through the Utah Senate, the Utah uh, Congressional uh, Group. Uh, First one is this one that has to do with the school voucher bill. Are you familiar with this? So I'm going to read you the, the quick. It's a one-paragraph uh, story, and then uh, maybe make a couple of comments on it, and you can tell me what you think. Uh, here's the story. A bill that will give Utah teachers a raise while implementing a controversial school voucher program is heading to the government's desk. The State Senate passed House Bill 215 on a 20 to 8 vote, That's significant. The bill was opposed by several state educators and lobbying groups, here we go, for tying teacher raises to the voucher program. Parents will get up to $8,000 from the state if they choose to homeschool their children or send them to private school. The governor has indicated that he does not plan to veto either of the bills. Okay, so teachers always complaining about needing more money. I think teachers make plenty of money. By the way, that's my opinion. I, some people disagree, but I think they make plenty. They get summers off, and most teachers make more money than I make. In fact, I, I think all teachers make as much or more than I make, and they have, you know, June, July, and part of August off. So I'm not. I love teachers. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fantastic, and it takes a special personality, a special person, to be able to be a school teacher. Having said that, I don't think they're underpaid. I really don't. It's get mad at me if you want. Uh, but but them getting a raise, I'm I'm okay with that. All right, we'll give teachers a raise. That's fine. But the teachers' groups, including the Utah Educators Association and other lobbyists, are saying you can't put in the same bill the idea that our teachers are getting a raise, and then oh by the way, we're going to give some money to people who so their kids don't. Have to go to public school, and I guess my 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 thought is, why do they have a problem with this? What's what's the big deal? So t- to break it down, make it simple for you. Understand this: if you decide I'm going to either a homeschool my kid or send my kid to private school, which costs tuition, you have to pay to go to those. The state will give me some of my money that I paid. In taxes for public education, so they're not giving me money that you know magic money that 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 came out of the you know the, the the fairies and and dropped from the sky. No, they're giving me some of my money back that I paid in taxes, so that I can educate my child a different way. I don't I don't understand why they have a problem with this. I if if you say okay, what are the biggest problem with schools? Well. Okay, we have the whole uh, inappropriate uh, reading material, inappropriate uh, uh, curriculum sometimes. Uh, You know, you worry about bullying in school, and uh, you worry about your kid maybe being, you know, either your kid is behind or your kid is ahead. Either way, the one-size-fits-all curriculum doesn't necessarily work. Uh, For people that are worried about those things, they can say, all right, I'm going to homeschool my kid, or I'm going to pay to go to... Leahona Academy or whatever, you know, St. Joseph's, whatever private school you want to go to. Why shouldn't that parent be allowed to have some of their money back? Some of their tax money that they paid for public schools. Why can't they have some of that back and then pay tuition, still get a good education for this child? Or use that money, it's not a lot, $8,000 a year, to buy books and materials to homeschool your, your kid. Uh, I think this is a. I think this is a good bill. I think the teachers getting a raise is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I think that um, giving people some of their tax money back so they can educate their child another way, as long as it's. I mean, there has to be a, a, a vetting program, a program that uh, maybe where you can prove you are actually teaching your kids. I, there, I know a few people who have homeschooled their children who. Didn't really school them. They just kind of were like, "I don't want to send my kid to school. He's going to stay home and hang out, play video games or whatever." I'm not saying that's okay. What I'm saying is those parents that want to educate their child another way should be allowed to do so. They're allowed right now, but they're not giving any given any of their money. So they're paying all this taxes to the school, to the schools, and then they're not sending their kid to that school. All I'm saying is give them some of that money back. Let them educate their, their kid the way they want to in, at home or in private school. I have uh, a friend of mine. It, we haven't talked for a few years, but uh, he chose to homeschool his kids. They're brilliant. These are smart kids. They, they basically, uh, by the time they officially graduated high school, uh, they had the smarts, the learning of a, of a kid that had a college degree. So when they did go to college... It was relatively easy for them because they already already had learned that stuff. And I was like, "That's that's the way it should be." If if a kind if a parent wants to educate their child in that way, if their child is maybe I you know I had my, my youngest daughter uh, tested the the highest at uh, entering into kindergarten, highest any kid had ever tested for this particular school ever. And I felt like, honestly, through elementary school and even middle school, I felt like she spent a good majority of her time waiting for the other kids, waiting. They put her on, you know, they give her a computer or they give her a book or whatever and say, yeah, you just, you know, make yourself busy and while well, we get the other kids to finish up this work. And I don't say this to brag. I say this because that's a flaw in the system. And if you have the gumption, the the uh, ambition to you know, teach your kid at his own pace to uh, educate your child, why shouldn't you get some of that tax money back? That's the case I'm making. Another bill making its way through, we will talk about in a couple of minutes. It has to do with uh, LGBTQ stuff and parents listening to their little kids as they say, I maybe want to be a boy now if they're a girl, or I want to maybe be a girl now if they're a boy. This bill hopes to help prevent that kind of thing from happening. And, oh, one other thing, you're not going to believe what they did at an NBA halftime. We'll get to that after this. Welcome back. A lot of text reactions today. We'll get to some of those uh, reactions in a minute. You can text me again anytime you want to uh, have your uh, opinion heard at 435-467-5842, or you can go to the phone line and call and yell at me if you want at 435-673-5890. In fact, let's go to the phone line right now. Hey, thanks for hanging on during the break. What's on your mind?
0: Morning, Andy. Happy Friday. Yeah, you too. Good subjects, first but the school vouchers. Now, aren't they always complaining the class sizes are too large?
1: That's another one of the problems. Yeah, big class sizes should help, theoretically.
0: Should help, but it all comes down to control, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: How, how so? What do you mean by control?
0: Well, they got to have their students in there so they can do their brainwash and stuff.
1: Mm, yeah, okay, I see and what exactly you're
0: saying. Like the add-on, you know, maybe we're not so bad around here. I don't know for sure. I don't have kids in the system anymore, but up yeah. north it gets a little crazy. I hear from my son about his kids. So, yeah. and then the transgender. I like the part they put in there where they're giving the people who get the surgery done or whatever the right to come back later and see the doctor if they're not happy or they that's right made a mistake so that'll put some onus back on the doctors not to be so easy to jump on the gun
1: yeah you're you're right on that let's let's talk about it yeah thanks for the call i appreciate it you bet the 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 bill that he's talking about he's referring to is uh let's see it's got a number sb16 i guess Uh, The House voted 58 to 14. That is significant. That is a more than 4 to 1 majority on the uh, House Bill SB 16. Uh, It uh, passed the House. They made a couple of little changes. It has to now be approved by the Senate. And then it will go to Spencer Cox's desk. He has said he will not veto this bill. Uh, Representative Katie Hall, she is a Republican from the Ogden area. She's a nurse. And uh, she said... Uh, I like what a couple of statements she, she said, she said, I've learned so much during my nursing career, by the way, this is uh, from the Deseret news. I I've learned so much during my nursing career to care for all individuals, regardless of what circumstances bring them into my care. She said, I can't help, but be saddened sometimes about the choices. Some of my patients make at a young age that may have contributed to their current, uh, awful health state. So what she's referring to is uh, in this state until, well, hopefully this bill passes, it's legal for a parent to, for a kid to go to his mom and dad, say he's a little boy, said, Mom and Dad, I, I feel like I was, I'm, I'm a girl. I, I feel like I want to be a girl. I should be a girl. Can you help me be a girl? And the parents being woke and, you know, being parents who want to please their child and everything that he says and does says, all right, we'll make you a girl. And they set up an appointment uh, with a surgeon to have a gender reassignment surgery. They meet with doctors about kind of pills they can give their their son to female hormone pills to help him in feeling like a girl. And uh, they uh, then they give him, uh, yeah, puberty blockers so that he won't, you know, grow manly uh, puberty things as he hits puberty. And I'm not going to get into specific of what that means, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and a parent legally in Utah can do that to their child. Now, how many 10-year-olds do you know or... 12 or 8 or 6 or 13 or 15, even that really, really know what life's all about, that really know what they want, that really know where they're going to be and what they want to be and who they want to be when they're 25 or 35 or 55 or whatever. The answer is zero. Sorry, it's zero. You may, your kid may say, I want to be. President of the United States, or I want to own a large corporation, or I want to be an inventor, or I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be a girl. They may say all those things, but, you know, the the, the work involved with all that stuff isn't realistic. The kid, the kid needs to decide what he wants to be, and I don't mean to squash anyone's dreams. They need to decide what they want to be, and then they need to work toward that. And so when a kid says, I want to be an astronaut, when you realize that in, in the U.S. history, there's been, what, 200 astronauts ever in, you know, since we first went to space in the 50s? 200 out of millions and millions and millions of, of Americans? I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying it's pretty unrealistic. And a kid at eight years old that says, I want to be an astronaut, probably isn't going to be an astronaut. A kid at eight or ten years old that says, you know, a girl. I want to be a boy. I want to. I want to, you know, do everything that, you know, that is masculine. I want to be, I want to be a man, or the boy that says, I want to be a woman. I want to have breasts. I don't want to have my genitalia on the outside of my body. they don't. They don't know that. You know, I played that clip from the Andy Griffiths show. I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, a month ago. Uh, where Andy meets with this uh, tran- transient guy, this hobo, <laughs> they called him in the show. And the hobo says to Andy Griffith, he says, a kid ought to be able to pick whatever he wants to be. He doesn't have to listen to adults. He doesn't have to listen to, you know, what's right or wrong. He can just pick whatever he wants to be. If I want something, I take it. And Andy Griffith said, no, I, You're wrong. And he didn't say, he didn't try to save his feelings. Well, I I hate to break this to you and let me, let me soft sell this to you. He didn't say that. He said, no, you're wrong. An eight-year-old kid or 10 or however old Opie was at the time doesn't, it it shouldn't be allowed to pick whatever he wants because at that age, you're going to go after every shiny bobble there is, every purple ribbon there is out there, every strange and weird and and sometimes awful thing there is because kids want to try that stuff. And without the guidance from adults, from, from people who care about them, then, then they're going to go do some stuff that they're probably someday really going to regret. For instance, the gender reassignment surgery, the puberty blockers, the cross-sex hormones. Kids are gonna, kids are going mean, they're gonna do stuff. They're gonna do weird stuff. We, we're there. We're entrusted with their guidance. So in Utah, an abortion was was legal, limited, but legal in Utah. And operating on your kids, having them, having their genitals mutilated, was legal. To me, that's shocking in the first place. Why was this ever legal in the first place? But now we've got a bill out there that says. Uh, yeah, you can't do that anymore. I I say bravo. It's about time, is what I say. Yeah, let's get this bill passed. Let's stop letting these woke parents mutilate their children. I think SB 16 is going to pass with flying colors in the Senate, and uh, you know Spencer Cox is going to sign it, unless he's feeling woke. No, he's going to sign it, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop letting. Kids make permanent decisions when they're eight and ten years old. That screw them up. It just screws them up. So, all right. Uh, again, that house uh, the bill is SB sixteen. It passed the the full house with a couple of minor changes. One of the changes was, as uh, the caller mentioned, that if you have a doctor that goes ahead and does a surgery on a kid, and the kid later on decides, you know, this was a big mistake he can actually sue that doctor for malpractice. That's a pretty smart little clause to include in in that bill. Maybe, just maybe, it'll make some of these doctors who are appealing to the woke, which I think, honestly, it's more money than anything else driving their motives, but maybe if we threaten their pocketbook, maybe they'll go, "Eh, maybe this isn't such a good idea after all.
2: This is the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned for Clay and Buck coming up next.
1: Welcome back. 947 on KDXU. Let's get to some texts. Thank you again for texting into the program. Uh, all right. Uh, Rod texts in Putin will not stop with Ukraine. Good point. He- He does win that war in Ukraine. Does he keep going? Hmm. Also, Utah State taxpayers have no control over curriculum of private schools. Hmm. Food for thought. Uh, Another text. Let's see. uh, As far as the school, uh, I I thought I had heard... Well, I got the idea there will be only 5,000 students who get the scholarships for homeschool charter. What about the rest of the students in our state? Where is their school choice? And that I do not have the answer to. And honestly, I don't have time to look for it right now. Uh, I hope it's not just 5,000. And, and I, I wonder what percentage that is of the people that would want to homeschool or would want to school, uh, you know, uh, at a private school. Uh Another text. Russia is not trying to take over the world like Hitler was. Russia is defending itself from the UN. Hmm. Again, more uh, food for thought. If you want to text, text me at four three five four six seven five eight four two. If you want to call, the phone number is six seven three five eight ninety. Let's go to the phone line. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up?
2: Oh, <clears throat> I was just reading. Um And I I don't really follow AARP, but they did have a good article about um, Social Security taxes. And Utah is one of only eight states left that still charges uh, income tax on your Social Security. And you've already paid tax on your Social Security when you made the money in the first place. Yeah, you're right. So I wish we could figure out a way to not have to pay income tax on our social security that, doesn't that seem we've already paid
1: for. Doesn't seem fair, does it?
2: Well it isn't fair. It's ridiculous to send it's, you know, retired people on a on a low income budget basically if you're just living on just your social security.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, good point. Thanks for the call, I appreciate it. Thanks. I uh, I have a friend of mine who is in the retirement planning business. Uh it's a big industry. And uh, he does all right financially, but that, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I can't believe there has to be a retirement planning industry. His, The bulk of his job is trying to figure out how to pay the least amount of taxes on money that you've saved for your retirement, a lot of which you paid taxes on in the first place. And, of course, there, there's ways where you cannot pay. A, I know government has like a cutoff age. I think it's, I want to say, 72, where if you don't use certain types of money by the age of 72, then the tax rate goes up to 50%. I mean, to me, that whole thing is like, now what? Wait, we get to the end of our life, we've saved up our money our whole lives, and the government still wants some of it. That's frustrating. My friends, like, I I wouldn't have a career, I wouldn't have a business if the government wasn't so greedy about trying to take our money away from us late in life. The other night, Wednesday night, so what, the night before last, uh, Milwaukee Bucks played uh, one of their regular home games. and uh, At halftime, a lot of NBA teams like to present some form of entertainment at halftime. You have guys jumping on mini trampolines and dunking the ball. You have, you know, dance groups. You have, uh, I, went, I remember going to a jazz game once, and they had these couple of guys doing tricks on bicycles. I mean, it was pretty amazing, some of the things they could do. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks decided it was Pride Night at this Bucks game at Fiserv Forum. They were playing the Denver Nuggets. Fans going to the game were able to purchase a ticket package for which they received a Bucks Pride scarf and beanie to show off their support for the LGBTQ plus community. Bucks also showcased those who identify in that community. And then there was a drag show. The drag show received mixed reviews on social media and sparked debate among NBA fans and critics from those who were concerned about children being in the stands during halftime. And I read you one of the comments from those people. One guy says, the Pearl Clutchers, that's what he called people who were against the drag show being performed at halftime said, yeah, they were traumatized by the drag show. It was about, uh, he said, let's see if I can find it. There it is. Nobody forced them to stay in their seats during the halftime drag show. So picture, if you will, uh, you know, games nowadays, even Major League Baseball, uh, but in particular NBA and NFL games, the average citizen, you and I, we can't afford to just go to... I mean, you know, season tickets. Are you kidding me? You know what's that cost? Season tickets for uh, NBA, 41 NBA games. Anyway, so we save up our money, spend, drop maybe a thousand bucks, right, on a night uh, to go to an NBA game. That includes the tickets, maybe a little bit of swag, some, some food, transportation, uh, everything that in, in, t- involves going to an NBA game. Spend, spend a lot of money. You get to the game and you find out, oh, it's Pride night. You're like, uh, okay, well, you know, I, I guess that's okay. We'll just It doesn't matter. It's not like it affects the game, but as long as they don't waggle it in my face, their whole Pride thing, then whatever. And then it gets to halftime. Team's playing well. You're feeling pretty good about things, and you and your 10-year-old son or your 8-year-old daughter or maybe 6-year-old granddaughter Get treated to oh not not a guy guy's on mini tramps dunking the ball, not a guy's doing tricks on bicycles or a dance company, well, it is a dance company, I guess a drag show uh, some of the social media comments, why are they necessary at a buck's game? This guy named Mark Reardon says you know i'm actually I like drag shows uh I, I think they're fun. They're a good adult uh, entertainment. It says, but why do it at a place where you have a captive audience of 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 a lot of kids? I mean, the NBA markets itself to kids. Let's see uh, another one. Doug Russell. No one was forced to sit in their seats and watch at halftime. But having a night where a historically marginalized group of people feels. Included isn't a bad thing, but then he says, "But when is straight pride night?" And Mark Reardon answers this Doug Russell guy. And says, "Well, at least you admitted it's virtual virtue signaling at its worst." I just can't. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, I saved up all my money. I went to well, in Utah, went to a jazz game. Woohoo! You know, drove the drove the 300 miles. Paid fifty bucks for parking. Tickets were a hundred and something each, and that's for the cheap seats. Uh bought my kid a a mini pizza for twenty-seven dollars or whatever they are now. Soda's seven bucks each. Right? So I spent all this money, a special night with my ten year old, and my ten year old at halftime says so daddy these women down there on dancing on the floor are are guys? And you sheepishly you're like, "Yeah, yeah, those are those are guys." And your son says, "Well, is it Halloween?" "No, son, it's it's not Halloween." "Well, what is it? Why why are they dressed up like girls? Why do they have fake boobies?" And you tell your son, "Well, because they the this is what uh I don't know, son. I I really don't know. I can't explain it to you. And your son says, "Well, does that does that make uh does it make it okay for me to dress up like a girl?" No, son, that's not okay. "Well, they're doing it, why can't I do it?" <laughs> uh yeah. And then and then he says, "Hey, dad, I heard, you know, we we got these guys dressed up like women. Are any of them like like did they have that transsexual thing? Did they have the surgery? And you explain to your son, well, what, what are you what are you talking about? Surgery, you know, did, did they get operated on to make themselves girls? And at this point, if you're like me, you're like, I don't really know much about gender reassignment surgery. I just know that uh, it's pretty darn permanent. Uh, and uh, I don't definitely don't want my 10 year old son to know about that or my 10 year old grandson. No. Uh, and he says, "Well, I know, I know a kid at school that had one of those. Well, that's illegal in Utah. No, no, he did, Dad. Oh, isn't that illegal in Utah? Well, it's it, it's not, Dad. Uh, he had it. Then you had to explain to your son that it may not be illegal, but it's wrong. Hopefully, it'll be illegal soon with that uh, that bill going through Senate. But it is absolutely, absolutely wrong. And and to be honest, it's messed up. And so as we get into the drag show." Deals here in Utah, right? Uh, there was some question about the farmers' market and their in their relationship with the company that owns the uh, the drag group, and uh, I guess it's the same. I don't know. I don't. I don't, don't want to get too too far into the weeds on this one, but I, I can tell you this: drag shows, transsexualism, etc. This is all. These are all adult topics. At fifty six years old, I'm equipped to handle them. At 70 or 40 or 25 even you're equipped to handle it. You can make an informed mature adult decision on whether or not that kind of stuff interests you. And if it does and you support it fine, but a 10 year old, you know, at the children's museum seeing that kind of thing, a six year old, a 14 year old, they're not equipped to make a mature decision on that sort of thing. And so you know, for me, it's like, look, you can throw this garbage at me. I don't like it, but I'll fight it off. But don't throw this garbage at my kids. Don't throw this garbage at my grandkids. Uh, and that's what's that's what's been happening. And that's why a halftime show featuring a, a drag show and an NBA game is not okay. Hey, okay, I you know, want to be inclusive, want everybody to, to, to feel like they have a fair shake in life. That's fine. But don't you go stick in this counterculture garbage in my kids' faces. Let my kid grow up. Let him make his own decision. Don't make him make a decision when he's 6, seven, eight, 10, 12, 14 years old. Just don't do it. Man, we've run out of time. I had so much more to get to today. But the We Are Out of Time is 9.59 on KDXU. Thanks for listening. Monday I got a special guest, an artist in for you. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend.